This is a HeadGum Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hello and welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, I caught hey, you. Hey, and I just want to give a special shout out to all my fans this week. Wow. I was going to say, I feel like I tried to purposely catch you off guard. We've been talking here off mic for about 20 minutes, and there was a brief lull in the conversation. We, we've been recording the whole time. We record all of our conversations for uh, the library. I record myself uh, 24-7. Yeah. Well, I mean... It worked for uh, Tricky Dick Nixon, so yeah. why not? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. You did. You, you tried to catch me off guard, but you're never going to stop me. You're never going to catch me off guard enough that I'm going to neglect to give a special shout out to all my fans. <laughs> I feel like you've never given a shout out to your fans. I don't even I, know. You have fans? I got fans, Tom. You'll see. You'll. Well, what does that mean? Well, after you asking, I think you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get uh, attacked by the Tim Hive. Are you gonna give out my address on air? No, they, you give out your uh, your Twitter handle. Oh, at okay. The end of- and where are they gonna do uh, get false reports? Yeah, I don't know. They uh, probably. I don't know what does what do um, stands online do? Uh, yeah. I mean, they could do that. I don't know. I mean, at the end of at the end of this episode, maybe I'll give out your parlor handle, and uh, we'll see who who gets. Uh... I would love I would love everybody to join me at parlor. <laughs> How are you doing this week, Tom? I'm doing wonderfully. Um, well, uh, a mixture of good and bad. <laughs> I got uh, and I, it I recently... averages out to wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, wonderful on one hand, but for the same reason, look, I got a ton of uh, Stroop waffles in the mail uh, Ooh, this week. From who? Individually wrapped nice. Stroop waffles. Those are the good shit. Yeah, Tom, I ordered it from a deals site. A drug to, deal uh, site? No, just a regular deals site. Uh-huh. Um, you know, one of those one deal every day? But yeah, not like a the one that, or meh. Yeah, but that... Yeah, meh. Woot is Woot was bought by Amazon. Yeah, Woot's and it's just, corporate now, and it's just got like a bunch of stuff. Woot used to be one yeah. thing every day, and now it's just like a store. Yeah, but meh, meh had these Stroop waffles. They're all individually wrapped, which I don't love. Um, <laughs> but like, it was like twenty bucks for for I think hundreds of them. I just have this big. A cardboard box full of Stroop waffles in the middle of my living room now. I um, will. I'm just eating Stroop waffles all day, every day. So, so nobody thinks this is a meh.com commercial. Uh, like a year ago, I ordered uh, CBD gummies from them, and then in the comments, learned that this particular brand of CBD gummies had tested positive for synthetic marijuana. <laughs> Before or after you ate them. A.K.A. Spice. A.K.A. the stuff that they're like, oh, marijuana can't kill you, but this can. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, What do you mean before or after? Did you eat them? Yeah. I still, I mean, I still paid for them, so I'm going to eat them. Uh, I don't think they really did anything. Yeah. And then I also (laughs) bought like... um, uh, disposable masks from them. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm like, no, but these are legit. But those Stroop waffles look legit. Yeah, well, here's the deal with these Stroop waffles, Tom. Mm-hmm. I've had that. I feel like I've had that particular brand of Stroop waffle. If you've ever flown United Airlines, you have had it because mm-hmm. it's the one. And look, I've had Stroop waffles before. Yeah. Um, on American on United Airlines, you've which, had probably uh, a Stroop waffle McFlurry, maybe. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It was it was it was wonderful. Um, you know what the problem with the Stroopwafel McFlurry was? It it didn't get distributed into the whole the whole yeah. McFlurry. It kind of hung out near kind the top. Of- uh, to be honest with you, a big problem the with dirty the dirty little secret. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great idea that the spoon is the stirrer. That's innovative as hell. I, mean, I don't care what the stirrer is. No, but that's like yeah, a good whatever it way. is. What it gets to me, I just want it to have been stirred and that there was a spoon. Look, there I don't want anything from that I buy from McDonald's having been like inserted into my food. <laughs> So in this case, it's like we're inserting something, but guess what? Then we give that to you. It's disposable. Okay, yeah, we haven't inserted it into other things before your thing. If they were like, uh, before you buy a McNugget, we we put a thermometer in there to measure the temperature. I'd be like, "Uh, I don't want them anymore then. Forget it. Um, These Stroopwafels, though, Tom. Mm Mm-hmm. It, I think they were my introduction to this brand was my introduction, like on on a United Airlines flight. Mm-hmm. I love them to the idea of Stroop waffles. And then I've been chasing that uh, that that high, mm-hmm. and I've bought other Stroop waffles that, frankly, uh, that don't measure up. Right. And I know people are probably going to email. They're probably there's a hundred people that are. Drafting emails right now, like <laughs> you know, those are not traditional Stroopwafels, and the right. other ones that you, I don't care if things are authentic or not. Yeah, I just this care is if the I like them. that I like better than the other. Like when people are like, you know, Taco Bell isn't real Mexican food. It's like, yeah, I know. But it's oh, delicious. I didn't know that. Is that true? Yeah, Tom. Huh. They don't even serve tacos there. In Mexico? No, at Taco Bell. No, they oh, serve. You, they serve tacos. But, I've had them. Oh, they call them tacos. Oh, but it's <laughs> something different. <laughs> those aren't real tacos. You know those people? Yeah, right. You know what else happens a lot? You know what I get more from people um, in the UK? And look, I love I love my fans <laughs> all around the world. But I don't know, Tim. More... You, spent, you spent this intro complaining about communications they've sent to you. More than anything, people in the UK are always correcting me on my pronunciation of things that are just pronounced differently here in the u.s <laughs> right. it's like they're like oh no it's tomato yeah it's like, or it's called a lift you imbecile yeah, it's like i fully <laughs> accept that that is the word you use or the pronunciation you right. use and i wouldn't you correct you about it you just have to understand we live in different places there's right. there's some idiosyncrasies that that come along with it anyway these Stroopwafels are the the brand from United. And here's the thing. I think this company freaking manufactured all these Stroopwafels. Mm-hmm. And then United Airlines was like, oh, it's 2020. We can't, we, we, we can't distribute oh. food on flights. Yeah. And so they're unloading them to the deal sites. That's when I, that's when I knew this wasn't going to be a CBD gummy situation <laughs> where it's like, oh, this is the shit I want. And it's coming right from the manufacturer. Instead of sending it to LaGuardia Airport, right. they're going to send it to Tim's house. I feel like I did see a news article recently about uh, like one, maybe it wasn't the airline itself, but a company that supplied uh, food to the airlines that was offering uh, like home delivery or something like that for, the, for presumably the same reason. Not even presumably. I think it was pretty explicitly called out of, you know, hey, we're trying to keep in business here, and there's a tenth of the flights there used to be. So, hey, we're going to sell. I'm, we've talked about this on the show. I am unabashedly uh, a fan of airline food. I've rarely had a bad airline meal. And I, I think it's just because they load it with salt, because you apparently can't taste salt as well at, at you know, 30,000 feet. Um, but it's great. I like, you know, just salty mush. It's fine. <laughs> you are a weird person. Like, I think it's fine. I think airline food is fine. Um, I hear, I've, I, I recently learned, Tom, mm-hmm. that, um, uh, they often d- donate airline food to like, um, uh, food pantries and mm-hmm. like other, uh, distribution points for, yeah. um, people who are, uh, food insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, and 
you know, when I heard that, I made the joke like, oh, yeah, that's just what people want, airline food. <laughs> but it's actually great because they, they donate things in bulk that, like, there are a bunch or, of vegetarian meals. There's a bunch of kosher oh, right, meals. Yeah. There's a bunch of, like, very specific. Right. Low um, sodium meals, maybe. Yeah, they're they're very which just have a regular dietary amount of salt, <laughs> right? Um, but hey, so let's raise a glass to the airline food industry. I will look again. I will defend my uh, preference for airline food because the thing I like is that it's a bunch of different things in there when you open it up. That's all I want in a meal. I would rather have. Like six different mediocre to bad uh, food items in a meal than one or two very good items. That maybe that's not true. Maybe I would like, you know, like a delicious steak and fantastic mashed potatoes. What you want is tapas, Tom. Yeah, I've never been into tapas. Mm. I, I've been to a tapas restaurant, uh, an outdoor uh, seated place uh fairly recently you know what though i went there i wasn't i just had burger king so i wasn't very hungry all right tim uh you know what it's uh thanksgiving this week in in america at least uh in canada they had thanksgiving uh, like a while ago i want to say Weeks ago. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're doing it wrong. They're doing Thanksgiving wrong. Don't they know that Thanksgiving is at the end of November? Was it the last Thursday of November? It has to be? I don't know. And why Thursday? What else is on Thursdays? Thursday's a cool day to have a holiday, Tom. Oh, I agree, because then Tom. it's like, well, we need to get Friday off, so. Yeah. Must see TV. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, right. Friends, you know the that. single guy, Seinfeld, Madman of the People, <laughs> ER. Those aren't the best examples uh, as far as must-see TV goes, but but I agree. I mean, and I also remember in college, Thursday was the big party night. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. No, that's an Instagram thing. That's when you post semi-nude photographs of yourself on Instagram. I'll never understand the internet, Tom. <laughs> but uh, Thursday was always in college. Like, we're going to go out on Thursday. Because in college, it was like, what's the worst that can happen? We have to be slightly uncomfortable on Friday. Even if I get so drunk, I have to be taken to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Where nowadays it's like I won't get sick on a I won't get drunk on a Friday because on Monday I've got shit to do. <laughs> uh, I also never had class on Fridays in college. Some people would like you say you've sucker. never had class at all. Oh, I see. No, I was talking about um, you know when I was taking courses, they wouldn't uh -huh. hold. I, I didn't sign up for courses. I didn't enroll in the courses that met on on Fridays. Yeah, well, it's amazing that you still went up valedictorian with that kind of uh, attitude towards your studies. I mean, who who, who doesn't want a three day weekend every weekend? Oh, I agree. I mean, I don't think. I feel like they scheduled fewer classes on Friday. They knew what was up. Yeah. And there there were very few classes on Fridays anyway. I was very, very concerned with my schedule. I remember first semester of sophomore year, I got it so that every day except for Monday, I didn't have a class before like 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was so pissed the first Tuesday of the, of the, of the semester when my roommate woke me up because it was 9-11. And I was like, <laughs> man... I'm not getting out of bed till nude. And he's like, no, 9-11 is happening. And I was and like, you're like, I don't, I don't even care know what that what's is. happening. <laughs> I know it's September 11th. I've got a wall calendar right there. Yeah, exactly. I got a, a page a day calendar. <laughs> it's got a new Dilbert cartoon every day. Um, I, You sound like you were smarter than me. I think I didn't really pay that much. <laughs> oh, re oh, really, Tom? Well, in that one particular narrow instance... Because I don't think I really paid that much attention uh, when I was, I was always nervous when I was registering for classes because they would go online at, you know, 9 a.m. on this day 
And I was yeah. just always so like, ah, I have to get this class. I have to get this class. I don't remember the content or uh, title of any class really factoring into any decisions I made, or the professor, well, or the relevance to my major. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I th- I think I was somewhat similar, but I don't know. I just remember scheduling like 8 a.m. classes, and on the same day, I would have like a 7 p.m. class, and then later in the semester, I'd say to myself what am i what was i thinking why did i set up my day to be like this i'll tell you tom you weren't thinking that's what happened that's true so it's thanksgiving time thanksgiving time uh and we're talking about pies one of the uh i i a thanksgiving tradition i think yeah a thanksgiving tradition in that sweet pies are Mm-hmm. Savory, savory pies. I don't know if we have time for savory pies this week. Wow, really? I mean, it's, almost um, all of my notes are about savory pies. <laughs> are you? Are, I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, it's baked dish, uh, usually made of pastry dough casing that contains a filling of various sweet or savory ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know That's what a pie. pie is. Tom, this is for posterity. In <laughs> In five years, is anyone going to know what a pie is? That's true. They might not. All I know is uh, I'll say a few things about uh, savory pies. First off, I think the only savory pie I like, that's not true, but the only savory pie I... You're you're always arguing with yourself. (laughs) Finish the sentence before you uh, offer your rebuttal to yourself. I don't... (laughs) Going through... My favorite pie is how dare you, sir? Going through day-to-day life, Tim, I don't let the other guy talk normally. So then when the podcast happens, the other guy, instead of just being a voice in my head, he talks out loud. The only savory pie that I have with somewhat regularity is chicken pot pie. Yeah, and it's too wet inside. I don't like it. It's too no. You gotta try have it, it out. You gotta have it right. Um, if you get a good chicken pot pie, it's not too wet inside. Sometimes it sounds like you might be eating chicken pot pies that are too hot. That might be the case too. Um, but I was looking into some other nice hot pies, uh, savory pies. And I think some of these you may come around on because some of these you aren't thinking of as pies. All right, let's get these savory pies out of the way. The first one, quiche. Yeah, I'm not a big eggs guy, but um, uh, if there's enough cheese in the quiche. Yeah. Uh, Timmy will pull a seat up to the table. I love eggs. However, I that that will not stand in front of somebody who is uh, looking to put a lot of cheese in a quiche. Nobody's ever said this, this quiche has too much cheese in it. Yeah, I say swap the ratio, the traditional ratio of egg to cheese. Yeah, have it mostly then, be cheese and just like some some eggs kind of throughout, uh, little yeah. veins of eggs. <laughs> but All I, right. I, I, the quiche, what a great! Uh, it's basically they figured out a way to make like a scrambled eggs, a scrambled eggs pie, and I'm hey, I'm here for it, as the kids say. Yeah. Um. Oh, this next one I don't like: steak and kidney. Is that what it sounds like? Kidney. Yeah. Not yeah. kidney beans, right? No, kidney from your inside your body. Well, presumably not human kidneys. Yeah, that but, wouldn't be. That wouldn't fly. But for me, it's like, well, just make a steak pie. Don't put kid kidney. That's just uh, you know, you're just looking Who for a it? way oh, to get Sweeney rid of kidney. Todd. <laughs> Sweeney yeah. Todd probably puts uh, human kidneys in his pie. That that's probably true. That actually, I will say that's absolutely true from what I or remember. Or the lady, I don't know. I never saw it, but he kills them and the lady puts them in a pie. Right? Yeah, and yeah. He slits their throat and puts them down like a garbage chute. But mm-hmm. it's not a garbage chute. It's a. I guess technically it's a pie chute. It's to to send them down to the pie factory. Um, this one I have not had uh, when I was looking it up, but it sounds right up my alley. Cheese and onion pie. 
I mean, I love a cheese and onion sandwich. Yeah, and this basically sounds like a quiche without eggs. <laughs> that's 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 what and, I'm, hey. And cheese and onion sandwiches are fa- fantastic. So a cheese and onion pie, look, honestly, if I'm looking at it objectively, it's probably a bit too much. But I, I'll, hey, slice me a little sliver of it at least. What Let me else try do they put? They got to put something else in there. Potatoes? Yeah, I think often it's uh, potatoes is the other ingredient. Nothing wrong with that, my no, friend. No, but yeah, potatoes are great too. I mean, you can't eat just pure cheese pie or a pure onion pie. It's going to be too much. <laughs> the onion pie is disturbing. <laughs> so yeah, throw um, some potatoes in there. The potatoes will take on the cheese and onion taste. You know what I've been uh, eating uh, with some frequency lately? What's that? String cheese. <laughs> Were you a little boy? Yeah, I'm a little boy. That's how I get my protein. Um, but what a uh, an indulgent treat! It's just like a <laughs> stick of just straight up cheese. Yeah. We give this to kids. It's just like here, have this hunk of cheese. That's your snack. Have you ever had um uh the the baby bells? Yeah, that's too. I mean, the string cheese has the benefit of you pull it off, so it's like <laughs> it's like you're not just biting into a hunk all the time. Well, but you can. You can, Tom. I used to do that because I'm a I'm a grown adult, and when I would yeah. eat string cheese, Tom, people saw me do that at work. And they started <laughs> they started saying I was a, I had a serial killer like tendencies. Well, that no, you're just a man who uh, values his time, as you said earlier in the episode. So, and yeah, I don't need to play with my food. No, I'm 27 no, years old. There's no reason why you have to eat string cheese that way. It's not like oh, a traditional Italian dish. You eat the mozzarella in strings. Yeah, that's just some that shit. A that serial came, killer. Women. They came up with that to get kids to stop eating so fast. That's yeah. all. Um, these next two pies might surprise you. Are we going to get into a this situation? Uh, is a hot dog a pie? No, no, no. Well, one of them, maybe both of these. The first one, Frito pie. Okay. Um, I would say that's, that doesn't count as a pie. But, it's got um, pie in the name. That's true. It's got pie in the sky. <laughs> uh, Frito pie is basically chili but poured into an open bag of Fritos. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess technically you could do like a family size bag, but but the way I've experienced it, it's a single serve bag of Fritos that then just chili is dumped into. And then the Fritos not only acts as a container for the chili, but also you get some Fritos in your chili and corn chips and chili. That's great. Delicious. Classic combination. Yeah. I know this as kind of bar food and I think of it more as kind of um, Frito nachos because the way that I've had it has also it's been topped with chili, but then also um, cheese and sour cream. Ooh. Where it's just like. Well, I mean, donuts. that's if you're getting uh, a nice chili. They're, that's what they're going to put on top of it because it doesn't matter how good the chili is, it's going to be better with cheese and sour cream on top of it. Now, you're not you're not nowadays a yogurt on top of your chili guy? Um, I am, just plain yogurt. Yeah, I've been converted. Greek yogurt. It's, yeah. It sounds insane. But why does it sound insane? Well, but so that's many the thing. food things sound insane until you realize like, it's all the same ingredients. There's just, there's five tastes that I like, <laughs> and I should be able to mix and match them with impunity. Well, and and that's the thing. You step back and you realize, well, yogurt and sour cream really aren't very different at all. And if anything, like Greek yogurt is, uh, I don't know, it's heavier than uh, sour cream, or at least the yeah. sour cream you buy at a store, like a you know regular a uh, not kind that you make at home. <laughs> Well, I'm just thinking about perhaps Do you sour your own cream, Tom. Perhaps a friendship gr- brand sour cream. Um, I'm uh, I'm partial to Hood brand sour cream. Oh yeah, you know what? I don't think I've ever had a sour cream and noticed it tastes better or worse than any other sour cream, unless it's gone bad. 
And if you put plain Greek yogurt on anything and told me it was sour cream, I would, I would, I would not question it. I'd go yeah. to my grave thinking you could really trick me. You could really pull one over on old Tim. Yeah. So listen, there's a hot tip. You can put Greek yogurt. You can substitute that for sour cream, and it the- doesn't really do much. It's not like measurably healthier. Uh, I think people think it is. Yeah, but it guess seems, what? It's not. It has to be, though. It's healthier to eat a bowl of yogurt than it is to eat a bowl of sour cream, right? I it don't has know. To be. I, think, I think society tells us that, <laughs> but I don't know if science tells us that. I forget. I'll, I'll look it up. There is a difference between sour cream and yogurt. I feel like one is full fat and the other one's not full fat. Maybe yogurt's not full fat. You can get all sorts of yogurt. You can get full That's fat. That's true. Or, well, uh, I don't get full fat. I mean, I guess I also get light sour cream. Um, but uh, friends of the show, uh, Robbie and Colleen, they were the ones that turned me on to this whole yogurt instead of sour cream thing with a very simple uh, proposition. When you buy sour cream, <laughs> how often do an you- An indecent proposal. <laughs> When you buy sour cream, how often do you use all that sour cream? If you buy yogurt and you use that as sour cream, well, then you can just have yogurt like normal. Now, I'm realizing as I say this, the flip side of that is if I buy sour cream, maybe I can just start eating sour cream on its own and just have that be a thing I do. Yeah, and that way you're not wasting it. Tom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. Greek yogurt is higher in protein than sour cream and lower in fat in co- and cholesterol. Yeah, so there you go. What's the difference in how they're made? Um, I'll tell you, Tom. Uh, Greek yogurt is made from uh, milk and live cultures. Mm-hmm. The, the bacteria fer- ferments the milk, giving it a tangy taste. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, afterwards, the liquid whey is removed. Okay. Sour cream is added is made by adding bacterial cultures to pasteurized cream with at least eighteen percent fat. I guess this is where your full fat situation yeah. comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's repasteurized to destroy the bacteria and stop fermentation. That just seems too complicated. Yeah. They twice pasteurized pasteurize? twice like who came up with that idea yeah just hey just have uh yogurt they've you know they've left it out they don't care yeah. <laughs> non-pasteurized uh let me tell you what the last savory pie As if anybody came here to hear about goddamn savory pies tom oh this is gonna be very controversial to you the last savory pie a calzone. You're out of your you're out of your skull, Tom. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tom, back to the main event here. Let's talk about pies. <laughs> We've been, I was talking about pies. You just mean sweet pies. Yeah, because I'm trying to get in the Thanksgiving spirit. By the end of this episode, Tim, you'll be eating humble pie. 
Now, what's that? I looked it up, actually. Humble pie comes from umble pie, which uh, was a type of pie that poor people ate like hundreds of years ago. What was it? Umble pie? Umble pie. So humble without a H. H. Huh. Um, yeah. It was just like, oh, you'll be eating poor person pie when I'm done with you. Steal all your money. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I'll financially ruin you, and you'll be eating shit out of the garbage. <laughs> Tom, is it too early for us mm-hmm. to reveal what our favorite pie is? Yeah, it's too early. Tim, you got to keep people listening till the end. Okay. That's why people are tuning in. You're not going to believe. <laughs> What my favorite pie is. Wow, what a tease. Tom, let's go through the most common uh, sweet pies, right? Okay. This is what you would find um, in a normal year, not this year, Mm -hmm. on the table at uh, my Thanksgiving gathering, which usually I have hundreds of people. It's (laughs) uh, some of my uh, extended family, some of my closest friends. And hundreds of my biggest fans, we all get together and we uh, we have Thanksgiving dinner together. And then the dessert table. I've never been invited to Thanksgiving at your house, Tim, so I don't think this could possibly be true. I mean, maybe you should work to be a bigger fan. No, that Tim, that's not what well, I... Well, we're not related. You're not my family. No, you said some of your closest friends. Did I say coworkers, Tom? Yeah, Did I, I, say, I guess that's uh, true. I my coworkers. You know, I, didn't, I I will take that comment back. You're right. But um, but this year you've you've narrowed it down to just uh, because of COVID nineteen restrictions, uh, a tight five dozen of your closest. Uh, yeah, fans. 60, Sixty. Yeah, it's majority fans. <laughs> And then only my my elderly uh, relatives. Right. Yeah. Well, it's only fair to seniority. them. They, you, don't wanna, you don't want to. You want to make them feel left out. Exactly. Um, the look American style, Tom. Apple pie. How do you feel about an apple hey, pie? Hey, what's more American than apple pie? I'll tell you, apple pie a la mode. Even though that sounds like fancy pants French uh, terminology. Yeah, no, well, but I'm canceling out a la mode. But I've also talked at length on this podcast about my uh, predilection towards apple pie and a slice of very sharp cheddar cheese on the side. I haven't yet tried that. <sighs> you gotta try it. You haven't lived. Well, here's the thing. Tom. You go back again. It goes back to my airline food being delicious, but that's more. Look, that's a subjective statement. <laughs> that, that's a psychotic. <laughs> but apple pie and very sharp cheddar cheese, some nice Cracker Barrel sharp cheddar. Um, you go back and forth between these very savory and very sweet tastes and it just accentuates both of them beautifully oh sweet and savory you would have thought um tom how do you feel you see people when they heat up a slice of apple pie sometimes they'll put a a slice of cheese on it yeah like melt it on there i was gonna say to me yeah i don't like the when oh two tastes that go together and you have to like alternate like nah i want a forkful with all the tastes see i I completely disagree. Uh, when people do that, it disgusts me because that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be two separate things because you don't necessarily want uh, a taste of cheese with every bite of apple pie. It's there almost as not a palate cleanser, but a palate uh, booster. Enhancer. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get it. You know what? To me, I I stress over like then what is the optimal? Like, should it be every two bites? How big? But then should that's each good. You be? should be focusing on your food when you eat it. You should be thinking about all of these things. You should be focusing, but you shouldn't be stressing. I don't no. want. I don't want eating pie to be stressful. Look, Tom. I got here's, enough stress in my life. Here's the solution to that, Tim. You make sure you got tons of pie and tons of cheese on your plate. 
and then you don't really have to worry. Make sure you have enough of both so that you'll feel sick before you're done with either of them. Hmm. All right. And then you um, just don't have to worry about the ratios. Yeah. So um, my also mother- Also, melted, I, melted shark. Let me just say this. Melted I was trying to tell melted so speak sharp, of my mother, a woman. Melted sharp cheddar cheese is not as good as you know cold cheddar cheese, refrigerated cheddar cheese. I think it depends on the context. Not when you're talking sharp. What should the temperature of the uh, of the not when you're talking sharp it really got me? Uh, what should the temperature of the pie be? Warm. Okay. Like uh, warm enough to have sex with. Like the famous uh, movie. Yeah. Sex pie. Yeah. Right, but not so hot that you're gonna get a burn on your genitals. Let me let me ask you this, Tom. <laughs> Wait no, that's not what I. No, I you were talking about your mother before I interrupted. Yeah, she she's gonna she's ordered me a pie for. Um, oh, to throw in your face. I, I don't think we'll be spending uh, Thanksgiving together uh, due to the the pandemic. So I mm-hmm. think this was like a, a consolation um, pie. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna have a clown come come ring on your doorbell, throw a pie in your face. Yeah, throw, I mean, look, if that were the case, I'd just be like straight whipped cream, please. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Um, and she had me, uh, choose any type of pie and I panicked mm-hmm. and I said apple pie. Okay. I, I like think apple that's pie. that's horrible. Right. No, I like apple pie, but like, I like to think that I, I'd, I'd have a little bit more of an outside of the box. Well, here's the thing. I originally said pumpkin pie, but my wife's like, I don't like pumpkin pie. And, right. And then I was like, all right, apple pie, I guess. Cause I panicked uh-huh. and then then we got off the phone call, the Zoom call with my family, and my wife was like, oh, you could have kept it as a uh, pumpkin pie. I don't like any pie. I don't like pie. You don't like pie? That's what my wife told me. Oh, wow. I was confused. And I didn't find this out. We, we, I've known her for, for almost 10 years. I was confused like when you were telling this story because you call your wife mother most of the time, so I couldn't tell who you were talking about. That's true. That does get very confusing, but I stand by that decision. Um, why did she think you don't like pie? No, she. You weren't listening to me at all. What? Tom. She doesn't like pie. Oh, and she thought you don't like pie. No, Tom. Do I have to tell the story again? Was I unclear, or were you reading something? <laughs> you were very unclear. Like I said to him, I couldn't tell if you're talking about your wife or your mother. It seems like my they're very mother, interchangeable. My mother. Mm-hmm. offered my wife and I a pie. Okay. And I said, pumpkin pie. And then I said, no, I know that my wife does not like pumpkin pie. Okay. I choose instead um, apple pie. Right. As as like, uh, what's another pie? What's another pie? Well, apple not pie. only what's another pie, what's a pie everybody likes? Yeah. And then my mom said, great. I'll send you guys an apple pie. It'll be great. Happy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Get off the call. My wife turns to me and says, hey, you could have just said pumpkin pie. I don't care if it's pumpkin pie or apple pie. I don't like pie. What is not to like about pie? It's... That's what I said. But, you know, look, everybody has their own Does palate. she just not like crust? I don't know. She told me that uh, I wanted her to, to answer to this, <laughs> but she, she refuses to, to Wow. To Unbelievable. And I was like, Tom's going to have a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't understand. If you don't like pie, to me, that means you don't like pie crust. Here's the thing. The lady because, makes a mean quiche. She's making quiches all the time. Well, I got news for you, Tim. That's a pie. I know. Your wife's hey, lying to you. I know. Is, this is, this is this ultimately what I'm trying to tell you. This is a conversation you need to have with her. Um, and she, it sounds like reason, it's a conversation. She refuses I need, to have it in public. It sounds like a conversation I need to have with you, Tim. I think you need to pack your, pack your bags tonight. Tell her you're going out for a pack of cigarettes and just never come back. I got nowhere to go. <laughs> You'll figure it out. You'll... you'll start a family in the Midwest. I've been thinking nonstop about how hard it must be to keep a secret family going during these times, during mm. COVID times. That's all. 
I mean, it's. I think it's 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 a big lift anyway. Oh, a hundred percent. It's one of those things that I can't understand how you would do it in the first place. But then, especially nowadays, I just I don't get it because I constantly joke with my girlfriend that I'm uh, cheating on her, and cool. <laughs> And it's a funny joke because we spend 24 hours a day within, uh, uh, you know, 10 feet of each yeah, other. Yeah, never so, more than eight feet away from my wife. So how it's on earth? For eight months. How on earth could that possibly be the case? Yeah. Look, the people I, you know, my heart goes out to the most mm-hmm. in this pandemic. Number one, the people <laughs> who in 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 good times. Uh huh. Um, or living pay, paycheck to paycheck. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now number it, two, now it's 10 times harder. Yeah. Number two, men who are cheating on their spouse um, and maintaining a, a different entire nuclear family in a different state. Yeah. Well, so what made me think about this was uh, uh, did you hear about how uh, Justin Beaver's uh, pasture was caught? recently uh is pastor at that uh that uh hill song church that right. uh that all now the, watch tread lightly i'm a member <laughs> all the uh it's like a hipster christian church uh and, and you know celebrity yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff going on <laughs> and celebrities are uh, this is chris pratt's church yeah um, i mean some people in this church have sleeve tattoos yeah um well, so that's some the people thing. wear uh, V-neck T-shirts. It's not your grandpappy's Christian church, uh, but this guy uh, Carl Lentz, he, he's Justin Beaver's pastor. He uh, was fired from this church, and his wife was fired because he had an affair that was found out about because this knucklehead was signed into iCloud all over the place. So when he's, you know, having sex with his uh, mistress, they're popping up on his work computer and everybody's like, stop that incessant dinging. And then they look and they're like, Ooh, la la, except not Ooh, la la. They're like, shame, shame, shame. (laughs) How many, families or relationships have ended because iCloud is a <laughs> crappy, confusing product that nobody knows how it works or how to turn it on and off or connect <laughs> it to certain devices where it's like, I had no idea that my sects were going to my family computer. I don't even remember setting that up. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that text messages went to the computer how and why does that happen yeah iCloud is very much a like it either works great and you're like i don't even know how that worked but this is fantastic or like wait what why did it go there i told it specifically not to go there yeah and then you had to call your son who's busy <laughs> at work and they're there uh, constantly ask him all these questions about like uh how, why why uh can i uh make a phone call from uh FaceTime using mm-hmm. my email address, but not my phone number. And your son's not going to know that. Your son, look, he doesn't understand. Yeah. Well, I, I remember years ago, I like uh, switched for a little bit to Android, mostly just because I was mad at AT&T. And this is when the iPhone was That'll only show. on. Well, the iPhone was only on AT&T, and I refused to be an AT&T customer anymore, so I switched, and I was using Android for a bit. And I turned off iCloud before I switched, and I just didn't get text messages for like a month. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, that's... uh, uh, That's because everyone was mad at you for... None of us sent you text messages, Tom. Cause we <laughs> oh, because like, you were so mad that I switched? In this friend group, we are loyal to AT&T. Yeah, you, you refuse to have them green bubbles show up. Yeah. Uh, but the, this guy, uh, 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 Carl, he started this affair during COVID. And the guy lives in New Jersey and works in New York. He lives in New Jersey with his wife and kids. And then, like, in May, started an affair where it's like, buddy, 
This is not a good time to be starting an affair. Yeah, but, you know, these guys, these are, like, the type of people who are not like, well, there's a pandemic on, so I'm going to stay close to home and and hunker down. They're just like... Yeah, God will protect me. I'll be out there, and I'm just gonna go do stuff and just like God will protect me while I'm uh, breaking the vows I made to him and my wife. Yeah, but like you know, if I said to my wife like going out for a while, she'd be like, <laughs> "Where? There's nowhere." Like, <laughs> yeah, unless you're and going like, to the what, supermarket what as quickly going as you out can. For a while, I know you're incredibly scared about catching this uh, horrible virus. Why are you going out? And then also the fact that um, this gentleman's wife was also kicked out of the church because she was being cheated <laughs> on yeah. also leads me to believe that like maybe she wasn't like questioning when he's like, I'm going out for a while. I think maybe she was just kind of like, okay, no, it's I'm, a, I'm not it supposed was, to question this. It was apparently a rule that like if, if like an employee gets fired from the company, their spouse also gets fired if they were working for that company. Hmm. It's a good company, it sounds like, to work for. I mean, any company that's founded around a religion is a pretty good company to work for. It's a pretty good way to make money. <laughs> uh, Quaker Oats? Wow. Well, uh, I take it back, Tim. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't eat oatmeal if you force me to. I eat oatmeal every goddamn day of my life. Well, maybe that maybe that answers a lot of questions. What do we have against the Quakers, Tom? Nothing. I, you know what? I think we just don't know enough about them. I know enough. I know a lot about the Quakers. I'm pro Quaker. Okay. I'm pro whatever anybody. Well, wants do to they be. do they fire uh, spouses? I don't know. Well, I feel like that's what you implied before. We're talking about pies here, Tom. <laughs> we are. Let's go back to pie, Tom. And next time I say something, just uh-huh. listen to me the first time I say it so I don't have to repeat it again for you and, and bore the audience. We'll see. Luckily, that was an exciting enough story that everybody enjoyed it the second time around. <laughs> I was reading about, by the way, speaking of religion, um, uh, the first victim of a pie in the face. The uh what the pope, pope? <laughs> no you said speaking of religion well no i i'm going to speak of religion in a minute um uh the man's name is ben turpin he was a vaudeville and silent film star and he was uh the first pretty much universally believed the first man on film to suffer uh, a pie being thrown in his face but he was a uh uh, his big shtick, man, we should have, Tim, if we were around during silent film time, we would have done gangbusters. We would have been done, done so well because this guy's whole shtick. Yeah, shtick, just as well as we do in the podcast industry. <laughs> this guy's whole shtick was just uh, that his eyes were crossed because he like, uh, <laughs> you know, got hit in the head and his eyes went crossed and like. Then he just was, you know, a, a silent film star with cross-eyed, cross eyes. Um, he was a devout Catholic, and his workmates occasionally goaded him by threatening to pray that his eyes would uncross, thus depriving him of his livelihood. Wait, he, his eyes were really crossed? Yeah, his eyes were really crossed. Because he got hit in the head? Yeah. So then people, when they were How like... How could you believe in a just and... and, and uh, I'll tell you how, Tim, because he was so delighted with his success that he often introduced himself by saying, hi, I'm Ben Turpin. I make $3,000 a week. Wow. That's how you and, can tell he's a man of God. And this, <laughs> and this is $3,000 a week in like the teens and 20s. Yeah. So it's an unbelievable is really... amount of money. Yeah, that's a good way to tell if somebody is uh, uh, a, a, a follower, a devout follower of Jesus, is if they um, introduce themselves by bragging about how <laughs> rich they are in very by by citing very specific dollar amounts. Well, and if 
they also think, well, if people pray that my eyes uncross, God might listen to them. So that that's really how you get under my skin, because I think maybe God just listens to the most recent person he's talked to. I think this guy read the Bible and immediately internalized all the lessons from it. <laughs> he famously had a $25,000 insurance policy with Lloyd's of London, payable if his eyes ever uncrossed. A 1920 version of the story had his eyes insured for $100,000, which $100,000 in 1920 was like a billion dollars. $25 billion, dollars, yeah. <laughs> um, but his eyes... Uh, they didn't betray him. They stayed uh, crossed uh, the whole time. And but you nowadays, know you can just cross your eyes. I'm crossing my eyes right now. Look, Tom. you know what? I I see your regular Ben Turpin. Well, you're not doing it as well as he did, to be honest with you. But also, he, the the last movie he appeared in was like kind of nonfiction. Apparently, it was like about si- the silent movie era. Mm-hmm. And it featured a scene of him with his eyes uncrossed and then just like looking in a mirror and being like, well, it's showtime and crossing his eyes and going out. So who knows? It was a put on this whole time. What a way to go out. Yeah. Yeah. Just to expose yourself and be like, yeah, he was one of these silent film guys that didn't make it over to the talkies. But it sounds like he was super rich by then and got into real estate and he was like oh the talkies forget it i've made a fortune just being cross-eyed real estate was his casamigos yeah but also you know he was so obsessed with being cross-eyed and look at him now that's not what he's famous for he's being famous he's famous for having a pie thrown in his face before anyone else you have very little control of what your legacy will be tom that's not a bad legacy I would love to be remembered as the first man to get a pie thrown in his face. Yeah, well, you're going to be instead, the most recent re- guy in a minute. Instead, I'm going to be remembered as the last man to get a pie thrown in his face. Um, how do you feel about cherry pie, Tom? Have you ever had cherry pie? <sighs> yeah, it, it sounds like it would be great, but it's not. It's too much, right? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just thinking, uh, I don't know that I've ever had it. I I mean, a I only like maraschino cher- cherries. Ooh, man, with 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 uh, high fancy tastes. Regular cherries suck. All right, Tom. This is what happened when we started with with savory pies. We're <laughs> rushing. We've we've talked about two sweet pies. <laughs> All right, go on to the next one. You want to talk about shoe fly pie? Yeah, let's talk about shoe fly pie. It's fucking molasses pie. Who wants to eat that? Why not? Well, it's, what do you want to just eat like a jar of molasses, you freak? In in Encased in, in a pie crust? I'd have a slice of it. Too much. Too much. I'd have a sliver, maybe. Have you ever had it? No. I haven't had shoe fly pie. I don't live in a cartoon. You've been spending time in Pennsylvania. I thought maybe... Uh... They don't have shoe fly pie in Pennsylvania, Tim. Yeah, they I've, do. I, I mean, yeah, I guess they pro- they probably have shoe fly pie everywhere. But no, but that's I, where that's where that's where it came from. Oh, did it? All right. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Dutch. Yeah. Well, I think probably eventually people were like, "Too many flies, forget it," and they stopped <laughs> making that kind of pie. People would eat it for breakfast. Oh, sick, sick! You should eat. Fruit Loops for breakfast. <laughs> um, <laughs> or Cocoa Puffs. Tom, underrated pie, key lime pie. I don't think it's underrated. I I Because would say, you don't think it's that good or you think that people... No, love- I would say it's not underrated because that's probably, all things considered, my favorite pie. And we it's weren't a, gonna really, we weren't gonna freaking uh, well, but one. I will say this with the asterisks of it's not always readily available. Okay, so I think actually, if it were always available, if it were more of a staple, I probably wouldn't like it as much because it's it's very good in small doses. But if you get too much of it, then it's it could be too much. And I know this because I was in Key West, Florida earlier this year, 
and had key lime pie out my ears because that's where it came from. So every place claims that they're the original key lime pie, blah, 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 blah. So you I, have hate, to, I hate the who's the original thing, like right. the Philly cheesesteak. It's like, I, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care who's the original. Who's the best at making it now? Yeah. Uh, because especially a lot of recipes, you know, buffalo wings, for example, it's like, okay, somebody came up with this idea and it was a great idea. They did not crack it on the first <laughs> draft, though. Somebody else always took that idea of like, what a great idea, but they... You yeah, know you what? On it. They that's should how, have tweaked this, this, and this. That's and how now progress works. Exactly. Yeah. And now it's 10 it's times like, better. So I don't care about like, first. Hey, uh, the first rock and roll band. It's like right. if we all had to keep listening to that same rock and roll band. <laughs> I will say this. I'm realizing the exception, perhaps the exception that proves the rule. That I did go to what uh, in Puerto Rico, the the place that uh, is famed for being the first uh, piña colada, that they invented the piña colada. They were lying to you, Tom. No, they. It wasn't just that they told me that. <laughs> it's publicized all over the place. I think it is like proven. Like, yeah, they came up with this. And I will tell you, it was a damn good pina colada. But I think because they just stuck to the uh, like core ingredients, they didn't try and like, you know, mix it up or whatever. Yeah. Tom, uh, have you ever had lemon meringue pie? Uh, only thrown in my face. Have you ever had? Uh, have you ever had sweet potato pie? All right, there's the sweet yeah. potato versus pumpkin pie kind of uh, rivalry. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like pumpkins. I like sweet potatoes. I don't like sweet potato pie. I don't want a potato pie. Get out of here! I'll eat what? potatoes on their own. But what if there's cheese and onions in there too? Yeah, then I'll yeah then I'll have some sure. Um. All right, Tom. I would like to have a lemon meringue pie. I feel like that's an old-timey pie that you don't see enough anymore. I'm not entirely sure what meringue is, but it's delicious. It's, it's white. It, yeah, it's like the, the fluffy stuff on top. Kind of like yeah. a uh, icing. Not icing, but like a whipped cream-ish. I've had meringues. Have Just you ever not made lemon a meringue? meringues. No, I was reading about a uh, turtle pie though, which at first I was like, "Ew, gross!" But it's caramel, chocolate, and pecan. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, you say pecan or pecan. You know what? I say both. It depends on the mood I'm in. Tim, um, should we reveal our favorite pies now? I don't know if it's time. <laughs> after the plugs, we'll reveal our our favorite pies. Yeah, maybe? let let let's reveal it after the plugs. Okay. Eh, you know what? You uh, okay? Yeah. Look, because mine's a little outside the box. Is yours going to be key lime pie? No. Well, then why did you say it was your favorite earlier? I said it was my favorite because of how rare it is. That if if key lime pie is one of the pies on offer. I'll I'll take that because it's rare to get it. Got it. Okay, do the plugs. I'm going to eat this Stroop waffle while you do the plugs. <laughs> if you like the show, TCG, uh, don't put it in front of the microphone. What? If you like the show, tcgte.com to find out more. If you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Mm. Also, check out at check oh, out patreon.com. Slash complete guide for our Patreon books the podcast. This week we're we're finishing up sweet and chewy. Our uh, pet cemetery month. I I just watched the movie. We're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna figure out a new book. Hey, uh, books the podcast taking the world by storm. 
Mm. Patreon.com slash complete guide to get all the old episodes too. If you want to follow us, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at TCGTE and follow us on no. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal Tim. Check out our our Discord. Uh, it's complete guide. It's the Discord. A lot of a lot of talk happening on there. A lot of organizing, and uh, uh, you can also check out our Reddit r slash tcgc. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's all damn plugs. Hey, leave us a review if you like the show on you know Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Why not? We'd sure appreciate it. It makes us feel good about ourselves. It really does. We get emails with the reviews every week. And uh, extra, extra, the reviews are in. Yeah. And uh, you know what? We appreciate all the nice reviews. Thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, to all the people that leave bad reviews, go fuck yourselves. Well, they're not listening anymore. I mean, at no, least uh, some that's of what them they are claim. listening. It's like what. Uh, when they're like uh, Howard Stern, uh, people who hate you, uh, or the people who like you listen for an average of 20 minutes. The people who hate you listen for an average of an hour and a half. Is that what Howard Stern said? Yeah, ever see Private Parts, Tom? No. I mean, really? his... his uh, yeah, I have seen it, just not... I saw it when it came out, not recently. But I mean, all of his... Uh, I don't know, the people that like him listen to him more than 20 minutes. No, because in the at the time it was like blue oh, collar Joe's like uh, in the pickup uh, truck. A jockey. Yeah, I saw like, this thing the other where this one lady cutting mm-hmm. girl said, uh, two boring guys chatting with each other. This podcast isn't particularly informative or entertaining. It's just two bland guys chatting casually and in a meandering fl- fashion. This girl is cutting. She yeah, cut I right mean to that... her bone. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah, that could have been a one or five star review. <laughs> right, exactly. It could go either way. In these troubled times, isn't it nice to hear two boring guys having a yeah. meandering conversation? Uh, Tim, isn't it time that we hear from two straight middle class white guys <laughs> who are approaching middle age? Yeah. What, when well, how else do you hear day? from them? Yeah. All right, let's review all these spies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tim. What is Tim's pie of the century? Pie of the century. Pie in the sky is the Mississippi mud pie. What? What? Is that a dump? What? No, it's a pie. No, but it's like a euphemism for like a big messy shit, right? No, no, no. That's that's just a mud pie, a Mississippi mud pie. <laughs> uh, it's like a bunch of chocolate. It's like gooey chocolate stuff. I think, Tim, I think you're being tricked. I think they're like, oh, no, a Mississippi I've been mud this pie. I've this the whole time. I've been <laughs> shit. <laughs> that... Uh, yeah, it's not shit. It's a Mississippi mud pie. <laughs> it's different. That, that's my Mississippi accent. I don't yeah, know it's what. It's terrible. The... It's like kind of it, trying to be Cajun, but that's not Mississippi. <laughs> that's it's Louisiana. <laughs> I guarantee it's. <laughs> Tim, let me reveal my pie of the century. Pecan slash. Pecan pie. Yeah, it's pretty good. Nah, it's the best. That's the best kind of pie. You know what? Because <laughs> it is. I've had shitty. I've had shitty I've apple had pies. Shit? <laughs> I've had shit baked in a pie. I've had shitty apple pies. I've never had a shitty pecan pie because I think pecan pie is like kind of tough to to make. So if somebody's tackling it, they know how to do it. 
where apple pie, I feel like I'd be like, oh, I can make an apple pie. And I'm going to make an apple pie that's like just boiled water with the apples in a pie this crust. This is the dumbest theory that you have, that you've ever had. No, because I'm telling you, key lime pie, when it's good, is my favorite pie. But if I've got a a, a plate full of unknown pies, I'm going to go pecan. Yeah, but when you're picking your favorite food, you're you're... You should be imagining the best version of it, not yeah. just like what some asshole could make. All right, then it's key lime pecan pie. That doesn't exist, but we should try it. Yeah. Tim, you barely, I don't think you even talked about uh, cream pies on this episode. See you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.